0: You see, Mr. Powers, Shh. I love gold. It's kind of my thing, you know. Welcome so back to you, the Blood and Black Rum podcast. Uh, this is Ryan again from the Moon's Dead World, and I'm here with uh, Martin Hello. as well. He's a staple of the of the podcast, so we can't really do it without him, I guess. The Elmer's glue. That's He's right. Just... You hold it together. Um. We were going to do this podcast live, and I even did post a little Facebook update about maybe doing it live this week, um, but for a number of reasons, one of them being that the the software that we're going to use only allows us to podcast for an hour, and um, some scheduling conflicts with my work and things that had to be done uh, didn't allow us to podcast live this week, so it's still a possibility in the future. We might be We might still do it. Um, but at this point, Leprechaun was not an option today. So, unfortunately, uh, we're not coming to you live. This is a pre-recorded broadcast so that we could get all the kinks out of it. You know, not not making any mistakes on live <laughs> podcasting. Um, but um, as I uh, mentioned before, we are covering Leprechaun today. Uh, it is coming up to St. Patty's Day, and so Yippee. the the perfect time to. Uh, Make that a part of our uh, podcasting legacy, I think, <laughs> I would say. Um, so, Leprechaun is the subject of today's uh, podcast, and both of us have seen it before. Uh, you saw it when you were a lot younger, right? Yeah, when I, saw, I
1: remember, like, I had to be, like, I don't know, maybe 9 or 10 years old. I remember UPN. Oh, yeah, UPN Was, was doing, was doing yeah. like, a... Uh, the Marathon of, like, Leprechauns 1 through 3 and, like, some yeah. other crappy horror film. I think maybe Hellra- the Hellraiser's we were on, too, but... This, I don't know why you said Hellraiser and crappy in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> well, I've never actually seen the Hellraiser. Hellraiser things.
0: 1 is really good.
1: But, um, I've never seen them, but I, I don't know. Well, cause I, when I think UPN, okay, I think, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're, you're thinking your Moishas and your smart guys and your... <laughs> I like smart guy. Yeah, I'm not, I smarter. mean, but I'm saying, like, UPN got, like, all the reruns. It was, like, you know... And then Buffy was on UPN for a little while as well. well WB was like, we're you, out of money. Well, I was say, well, <laughs> UPN, you take them.
1: Well, I was going to say, like, as a kid, like I really watched
0: UPN. was like for Thursday nights for SmackDown. You know, mm-hmm. wrestling in the 90s was big. But other than that, like... Yeah, no one watched UPN. There was like <laughs> reruns on UPN. And they would always have their, yeah, their, their random, you know, movies that they showed on TV. But, you know... But no, it was, not, it was during Halloween that they were doing the leprechaun yeah.
1: uh, marathon. I remember just like, because I grew over, um, I was over at a friend's house and just, it was on the background. I was just watching it. And yeah. then, as a kid, it kind of scared me, but now watching it again for like the first time in, you know, 18 years, it's like this
0: movie. <laughs> 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 yeah. I have seen it um, a few times, probably. A- once quite a while ago, and then again, I think I watched it maybe like four or five years ago for St. Patrick's Day and did it for the moon is dead world.net. But um, it's been a little while since I've seen it. I remembered a lot of it, but yeah, I mean, to refresh my memory with this rewatch was good for the podcast. So I remember a lot of it too. Like, like, like I, I haven't
1: seen it in like, yeah, like I said forever, but, but like, even watching it, like, it's like everything, like, yep, that I re- remember all that crap that happened. Uh, the, the only difference when we get to the review is, like, it's the pacing part and, like,
0: totally different. <laughs> and different in the way that you used to see it as scary, and now yeah. it's really, like, not sc- scary at all. And and a lot of that is an intentional comedic aspect to the film, but, you know, it's not scary at all. Yeah. It's, it really does not have anything that would resemble, like, a, a tense scare. No, not at all. No. So, we'll get to that in a second, uh, to the official review, but, um, first, you know, we wanted to touch on the, uh, the stuff that we're drinking, because this is the most important part of Blood and Black Rum <laughs> podcast is, you know, we, do, we, we cover movies on the side, but it's really <laughs> the drinking that we do, uh, in this, between this that is, makes it... This is, the rum part, and then we to yes. like the blood. So maybe would, we should put rum and black... R- we, yeah, but then it wouldn't go along with our blood <clears throat> and black lace sort of oh. theme, But at the same time, you're right, we do a rum, and then... Well, no, we do the blood first, because we do that little intro, and then we do... A shot of rum. And then we do a shot of rum, and then we get to the podcast portion of it, where we we stick it all together. I don't know. Make a a sandwich. We Make a little sandwich of drinking and and talking about (laughs) movies and stuff, so... But um, we are drinking again today, and again, it's a beer-related drink. It's not a a liquor, like rum would have you think... (laughs) Um, today, uh, Martin texted me for, before the podcast and he asked me what we wanted for our drink and he suggested because it's such a nice day here in upstate New York. It was, uh, probably what, like mid fifties and almost to sixties yeah. when I came home at six o'clock, my thermometer on the, on the car said 59 and that was when it had already gotten dark out. It was about six o'clock here. So well, I, saw,
1: I, I thought it, um. I passed the bank earlier and said like the temperature was only like 48 and I'm like that can't be right. Banks are never right. I was like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> never can trust the bank one. I, right. I was like that can't be right yeah. cuz
1: I was like this is going to sound like you know that's that you're that one guy. I was like getting ready to break the
0: shorts out like I God. would wear them at 60 degree temperature sure. But yeah, so it's been it was such a really nice day today. You asked if uh, we wanted to have a nice spring beer for the for for the temperature. I said, Sure, why not? You know, they've already been had them out for two months anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Sam, Sam, <laughs> Sam Summer Ale'll yeah. be out in like two weeks. I'm sure I'm almost you know, I bet summers are out. I bet you they are. You didn't see any today probably, but I No bet I you they no, are no
1: that I actually no. had a I actually had a hard time at our local beer store looking for like a good spring beer today. Um mm-hmm. It's all. Actually, they still had a lot of Oktoberfest
0: out. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Like Maybe they, they just
0: didn't sell them. Yeah, like
1: they still had like a lot of
0: Hoffenbrau and, and Shiner Shiner Oktoberfest out. Huh. They probably just didn't sell. It's kind of probably like the Newcastle Werewolf Packs that they have. It's kind of year round because they didn't sell. Them <laughs> well, yeah, no, one. I know, I know,
1: I know. Like they didn't sell through it. Obviously, they're still not getting like you know shipments of that, but. I was just looking around, they didn't really find anything too springy, uh, had the Guinness out in full force, because uh, Oh yeah. St. Patrick's Day, but I did find a new beer for us to try, and that's uh, Flying Dog's Lucky SOB Irish Red
0: Ale, um, and I like it a lot. Yeah, it's really good, it's a really good Irish Red Ale. Um, I've had Flying Dog before, um, not... A lot. It's not one that we get. I like, think I've only. I
1: think I've only tried them at uh, their beers at the are like uh, the beer fest.
0: Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, never, I
1: never actually bought uh, a pack of Flying Dog myself.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I. Yeah, I don't know if I have either. If I've bought an actual pack of Flying Dog, maybe one, maybe one pack, but not a ton. But um. I mean, I I do what from what I've had of them, I do like them a lot. If you didn't, if you don't know, really, if you like can't picture what Flying Dog is, the all of the labels for these beers were uh, done by the same artist who did all of Hunter S. Thompson's works. So like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, if you think of the book cover for that, the, the iconic imagery oh, really? for that, I, yes, yeah, I know all that. I was, those, I was gonna say the I was to say the label for this yes. looks like uh, Rocco's Modern Life slash Red and
1: Stimpy, uh esque type. Uh, dry which i like yeah
0: they're all yeah they're all done by ralph Steadman, um and uh you can definitely you can tell when you look at the labels it it, maybe not so much on this one on the lucky sob but some of the other ones you can definitely tell that they were done by that same artist um so that's probably one of the most um noticeable things about flying dog but their beer is really good, too. And, you know, this Irish Red Ale is really good. It's a, it's a good um, representation of what an Irish Red Ale is. And I don't drink... I don't usually go for an Irish Red Ale. It's not that
1: I don't like them. I do like them. Yeah. It's just... Uh, it's just kind of a beer, like... That I kind of only feel, ever feel in the mood for, like, around this kind of time. where It's, like, not too warm, but it's not too cold. So, you get... You know, you can enjoy the nice maltiness of it. But it's yeah. also very, you know, sipping and
0: easy to drink. Yeah. So... And, um, we went to, uh, this, uh, bar that has quite a few different beers on tap the other day, Saturday, here yep. it was, and, uh, we got a few different beers that we wouldn't normally try. Uh, sometimes, you know, they're hard to find in stores or they're expensive in like a six or 12 pack. Um, what, what was the one that you had that you, it was like a cream coffee? No, I didn't have that. Oh, that you was didn't not, have that. That, so that, that was not... on tap. No, it was, on the, it was on the Coming Soon. Oh, course. that's right. On the Coming Soon, you wanted to order it, but it
1: wasn't there. Yeah. No, I what? still got the Rye Pilsner, I think it was Schmaltz, that.
0: Schmaltz Rye Pilsner,
1: yeah. yeah. And that was very good. It was, you know, had that great rye crisp and taste to it, but it was also, you know, it's got that nice light Pilsner taste to it, so it's very drinkable. It's a nice twist on, a uh, you know, Pilsner. And I, like, I definitely love rye beers. It's very good, so yeah. um, that's what I got. I really enjoyed that. Um, I actually haven't seen that, like, six-packs or anything around, but the only, Mm -hmm. like, the only schmaltz beer, which is weird, because it is a local brewery for Mm -hmm. us, it's, you know, Clifton Park, Um, the only
0: schmaltz I really see is, like, the Hebrew around. Yeah, Um, I've had a few schmaltzes, and not because I bought them, but because I got them at bars, so uh, our world of beer, the uh, Mm -hmm. bar slash restaurant that we have close to us, it's uh, in, um, um, basically, Albany. Is um, they they carry a lot of schmaltz, and they had the Hebrew, they have a Shebrew, they've had um, the one of the winter brews that they that they make. So I've had a few of those, and schmaltz is really good. You know, I think they have a really quality beer line. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just wish they um, you know they carried them in more. It's like, kind of, same thing with like Browns, which is you, you, they're kind of hard to find within the the actual buying of six packs and 12 packs. And when you do find them, it's really expensive. Yeah. Well, when you find them, it's either the oatmeal stout, the cherry res, their cream
1: ale, which is excellent. And, uh, their 12 pack that you can only find around here is always just a variety, variety pack, pack. And yeah. it's just the oatmeal stout, cream ale, cherry res, and, uh, their IPA usually. Sometimes yeah. it's mixed up and they'll ha- instead of like having the cherry res in there, they might have like their porter or,
0: but yep, which is like I said, it's a shame because they're only thirty-five minutes away from yeah. And I've been there; they're great. They have they actually do have a lot of different options that you don't see out in the stores. You don't. Yeah. You know, they don't. They don't market those. You know, I have a growler, so sometimes I get different kinds that I can bring home. But yeah, they don't. They don't bottle a lot of their different uh, beers. I don't think. Uh, I don't. Maybe there's Maybe there's just not a market for it. I'm not sure, but. Um, I didn't think there would be with, like, you know, the, think, the, yeah. the growing craft, you know, craft beer market and just, yeah. When I was at the, the restaurant, I got a um, Other Half Forever Ever, which is a Session IPA, um, which I thought was pretty good. I don't know very much about other half brewing company at all. Um, I've never. never really heard of them before. Uh, you weren't a huge fan of the session. I didn't like it. It tasted very skunky to me. Yeah. It, well, I, like to, to, to me, it didn't taste like like you said it was.
1: You know, you could the pine taste. It didn't taste very piney yeah. to me at all. It tasted more just like it was like a bad bad keg. Like it just hmm. tasted. I dope. didn't
0: really get a skunkiness to it. Maybe it was the pairing that you had or something. But I didn't really get a a skunkiness to it. Uh, it, it definitely got the end that tasted a lot like pine. Uh, I would say that it was... It was sessionable, because mine was down pretty fast. I mean, I drank mine pretty fast. Yeah, you drank And that. I got a second beer, and I don't normally do that. So, I got a second beer, so... The other beer that I got was the Ithaca Ember, which is a rye porter. And that was a really... That was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you got the, the taste of rye in there. It's not super strong, but then you also... You know, it was a good porter as well. So that was, uh, and I like Ithaca too. They're another local-ish brewing company for us. And, um, I've had the Ithaca Burr. And you've had the Flower Power? The Flower Power. And, um, I've, now I've had the Ithaca Ember, which is the rye porter. So they have a, these are, they're, both of them were winter, winter, uh, uh brews that they had, had made. So the Burr is kind of like, I can't remember, I think the Burr is basically just a porter. And I think you have the ember, which is the rye porter, it, it, it is what I, what I think, but I, I, I'm not sure. I can't, I can't remember what the Burr specifically was. So, um, But yeah, so those are our, our beer exploits for the week, I think. I think that pretty much sums up, besides the regular stuff that we have. We talked about the Sierra Nevada pack that, we, that I had last, last time. For the uh, the IPAs, um, so I th- yeah, those are our those are our beer excursions for this week, as as far as I can see. I don't think there's anything else to to bring up. Yesterday I did have, because um, sometimes I try to have like hard liquor other than beer. So um, yesterday I had the Smirnoff Root Beer Vodka, which a- a- at first. Is like, wow, you know, this is nice and, you know, it's got a really good root beer taste. And then after that, it's like, wow, this is (laughs) vodka, Um, which I am not a huge fan of vodka. Is it it better than Dr. McGillicuddy's root beer? No, I think Dr. (laughs) McGillicuddy's root beer, besides the immense headache that you get from it. (laughs) It's because it's it's Canadian. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I think that has a more balanced taste to it. Like this Smirnoff root beer vodka was basically like immediately immediately root beer, and then the terrible aftertaste of vodka right after. And I i mean, maybe it's different for someone who likes vodka a lot. I really don't like vodka. I would say vodka ranks, like, the lowest in my order of liquors. I mean, and that's, like, with gin, too. Uh, gin's, uh, like, uh, gin's, uh, like uh, on the bottom uh, as well. I about to say, you, you like gin more? I don't know. I might, yeah. <laughs> At least gin has some sort of, like redeeming qualities that's like, oh, this is a different type of taste. It. Like a flowery type of taste. And, and vodka's just kind of like, Ugh. I don't know, that's <laughs> that's how I feel. It's not even like I've... I haven't even had a terrible experience with vodka. It's just... I have, so... Yeah. I mean, it's that's just... W- that's I just why, don't... That's why I can't drink vodka anymore. I just don't like it, so... Uh, let's move into Leprechaun, shall we? We... I mean... I, I don't know how much we have to say about Leprechaun. You, had, you were having a hard time formulating any sort of opinion other than I don't know how much more I can take of this when we were watching it. But um, for those of you who haven't seen Leprechaun or don't, I mean, I would think, I would hope that by now everybody knows Leprechaun, what it is. I mean, it's about, it's a movie about a Leprechaun that stars warwick davis as the titular leprechaun Uh, that's pretty much a given i think everybody knows that and they know that jennifer aniston was in leprechaun her first big role her first big role i think that's pretty much a given i think and really that's the reason that leprechaun is known so well i is because of those two things i mean warwick davis is a leprechaun for one thing he had a a really big hit with willow um, earlier, before Leprechaun came out in the '80s, and he it was uh, Wicked in Star Wars: uh, Return. Yeah, and he had and he had that as well. Which,
1: so. even though it wasn't a speaking role, he's just random teddy bear number one that just got more screen time than everybody else. But
0: yeah, and I th- but I like I said, I think his bi- his biggest role really at that time was Willow. Yeah, and uh, that you know that was a, a movie that really put him into stardom, and so. He followed it up. He, actually, he didn't follow it up for a long time uh, until Leprechaun. And if you read some of the information about Leprechaun, you'll see that he was really intrigued by the script. And once you watch Leprechaun, I think you might be thinking, Warwick Davis, like, what script did you read? Because <laughs> clearly, you know, there are there's not anything about Leprechaun's script that you would, like, read it and think, Wow! You know, this really has something to say. I know. Yeah, this has you know We're this not, has uh, m- m- wider meaning than just
1: well, no, well not only that. Not, not, I'm sure he wasn't sitting there going like, "Wow, I, this can have great meaning." I think he like more because like, this like this could be a lot of fun." And this whatnot. could be a
0: fun role, or like you for know, me.
1: yeah, or like something like that. Like, yeah, I would hope. Um, and he, like just watching this film, it's if you just looked at like the dialogue in this film. For like as a scripted wise, like what do you like? Where would you get this from? Yeah, because one, his character had like ninety percent of his lines just one line, like "I want me gold." Yeah, just him shouting, "I want me gold, my gold," and and everybody else is just Their line... I mean, grand the acting from everybody, including Jennifer Aniston, in this film is not good. Right, it's very poor. Yeah, um, even if you were to have like Jeff Goldblum and. Malcolm McDowell in this film, they're not going to make these lines into, like, anything
0: enjoyable. No, <laughs> and I think that, I mean, yeah, that's part of that, the script that you get, which is, you know, you think about movies that are bad in terms of, like, Troll 2, which we covered before, and Leprechaun really, its script is really not that much better. I mean, you think about, yeah. you know, obviously there were some language barrier issues with Troll 2. Leprechaun just seems like it's a very um, rushed and horribly written script. I imagine the script had to be like 20 pages long. Yeah, right? I mean, what kind uh, like of the, the fact the fact that they stretched
1: this film out to 90 minutes is like how why like, and again, why what like you what? you, you could have saved <laughs> you could have saved yourself Budget money and the viewers' pain, and make them enjoy it a little bit more. Instead of like it was ninety minutes and made it like seventy
0: five. Yeah, 75. Uh, yeah. I mean, you sound, you kind of sound like Jeff Goldblum. It was like, what what what, 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 and 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 why, and you know, why, why, why would you, why would you, why, why, what, what? Well, because it's like yeah, I get, it. like, I get it. A movie like this, like.
1: It's kind of, like, I feel like it's hard. Like, I sound, I'm gonna sound like, like the bumbling idiot, but it's like, it's like, it is hard to articulate just the, the, the how bad this film is, where it fails. I mean, you can, it's easy to point out, well, the acting's bad and all this, but like, the, like this film, as I said, it's 90 minutes long. There's nothing that happens in this film for the most
0: part. It's... Yeah. Well yeah, I think that's the thing. Like the the film makes our job harder because there's really nothing good or bad to bring up about it. it it's a difficult film and you run, I mean I've run across this before writing reviews. It's a difficult film to even try to figure out your how to talk about it because you're right. It it, it leaves you flummoxed. Yeah, it's like First of all, it's like nothing does happen throughout the majority of it. You know, forty-five minutes in, what had happened? Not much. They're we bumbling around. Yeah, I think um, you know the best way to try to 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 start talking about Leprechaun is to try to try to put out the the plot of it because there really isn't one. Uh, so let's give it a go, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> that was awful it's my Irish impression that we was... had talked about we had talked about uh maybe doing uh, an Irish impression throughout the uh, entire uh podcast and I was practicing it while I was in the bathroom and I was like wow I you know I'm, I'm really terrible at it so the only way we'd be able to do it is if I like was just slipping in and out of you know, a terrible Irish accent the whole time, so. Just, let's give it a go, oh, shall let's, we? Let's give it a go. Oh my god, that's awful. Let, let's give it a go, <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like a bad Mario person. <laughs> let's, oh, let's-, <sighs> you know, like, let's give it a go. You know, I don't
1: know. How hard
0: just let's give it a go shall Let's give it a go, we are do a four-leaf clover. Oh my god. <laughs> I am good at it. I, I, I'll put in some Don't practice. ever be a voice actor. I'm. You know, I'm probably part Irish. Yeah, right. More Scottish, though. More Scottish, <laughs> but... Do I sound more Scottish in my accent? Than no, I not even close. Let's give it a go! No, no. <laughs> not even close. No? Alright, mm-hmm. well... Maybe we'll skip that for now. Then. I guess I won't do you know, yeah, an accent. Pretending like your groundskeeper,
1: Willie, from The Simpsons, like,
0: Let's give it a go! No, no. It's, <laughs> Is that a pirate or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can do that for, like... Grace me up, woman! That's a Scottish accent. That's, that's, that's groundskeeper Willie. Like, lunch lady, and
1: the, and the Do you have any gravy laying around? Yeah?
0: No, you sound like Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> now. Because <laughs> you're, you're making me you fuck up. No, I'm yeah. not making you do anything. Yeah, hey, you're I, making I didn't make... do anything. No, because your bad accent's making me oh, fuck... <laughs> Literally, yeah, me My, my bad accent is making you have a bad accent. Just think accent. of, like,
1: Ars Barker doing his, like, Irish spring bit, where he's, like, talking about, like, that's for sure! It ought to be having, like, a bubbling I bullet! Can,
0: I can think of it all I want, but it doesn't mean it's gonna come out of my mouth like that. Well, I know, but I'm just saying... I'm not a bubbling idiot! Aww. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll work on it, and we'll see if we can get me an Irish accent. I, I'll i do the pirate accent when we, like, cover the fog or something. I'll do that, but... There's a pirate in the fog? Yeah, have you never seen the fog? No, I've never seen the fog. Oh. It, uh, I'm thinking of the mist, never mind. Oh, yeah, the mist and the fog are completely different. Yeah, John Carpenter's The Fog is all about ghost pirates, so... Is that one of those newer films? No, that's an old film, 1970-something. No, I, 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 yeah. no, I haven't seen that, actually. All right, so let's try to break down the plot of Leprechaun. And let's start from the beginning with the 10-minute cold open. Isn't it... <laughs> it's not actually... I guess it's not... No, it's not a cold open, because... We do get the title sequence, but you're, it's a ten minute. You're making me think like
1: it's a cold opening to it's an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, just like where they say, yeah, just standing around, We're, you know, and then like, just, bam, they introduce, you know.
0: So I think it does have the title sequence before that, but right mm-hmm. after, you know, we get the introduction to Wepicon. Um, we get a guy in a bad toupee, uh, who just drank a whole bottle of Jameson. Yep. You know. Stereotypical Irish guy. Uh, you can't be having
1: uh, any scotch. He's got to have Irish whiskey. So. Irish whiskey.
0: <laughs> so he's he's coming home. And the the scene, for whatever reason, reminds me of a Christmas story when he's received his leg lamp. Because he's very excited about this package that he has. Very excited. And he opens it up, and it's an urn. And his wife thinks... It's his mother that he's brought home in ashes in an urn, but it's not because he smashes it for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. We're not really sure. Is this a way to get past customs? (laughs) Just sneak this... Well, it was the early 90s, so customs... Customs like, it's an urn? Yeah. yeah, Give it a pass. A little little more lax. Does it have coke in it? No? Okay. All right. (laughs) right, You're good to go. Um, So, yes, he smashes it open, and what does he have but a... What is it that uh, the leprechaun calls it? Is it a crock? A crock, but he a was, crock it was, full of gold. It, was, it wasn't a crock, but it's not pop. actually. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it was a crock. It was, it was more of a it's satchel, a satchel <laughs> of gold. It's a satchel that has a hundred gold pieces in it, and it's the leprechaun's gold. And he's brought it home. He's gonna. They're gonna be rich. They're gonna be. You know, they're fine. They're, yeah. they're good to go. He found a little person while he was over
1: in Ireland for his uh, mother's funeral, and, and, he, and he beat him up. Follow follow
0: the rainbow and took his gold. And and that was the rules. As he specifically said, M's the rules. There are are rules, and you follow them. And if you beat the leprechaun in his own game, he gets to take his gold. Uh, Apparently, not, though. But apparently, yeah, I mean, apparently, (laughs) that doesn't mean that the leprechaun can't pursue you throughout the world and and, uh, make sure that you can't use your gold when he kills you. Because uh, Warwick Davis, with his. Makeup and face paint on as leprechaun um, shows up at their house, like miraculously, um, because not only can leprechauns, you know, be at the end of rainbows and have, you know, s- crazy gold and stuff like that. Um, they can also just like magically like transport themselves via electric impulses or whatever the movie tries to make it seem like. Because he can, like, with a with a snap of his fingers, he can be wherever he wants to be when the movie allows it. When when it's like you know warranted Criti- for the plot, yeah, critical to the plot. So he's there. He he immediately kills uh, the man's wife, and then uh, the man is able to overcome Leprechaun again, with, and
1: with a four leaf clover, with a four
0: leaf clover, which he just happens to have, he repels Leprechaun by. Uh, The four-leaf clover, like it's like a cross to a vampire, and uh, packages him up in a crate and leaves him in that. Well, he he tries to burn. He tries to uh,
1: burn. He puts the four-leaf clover on the crate so the leprechaun can't get out, and he tries to burn the house down. But the leprechaun gives him a stroke, so he can't burn the house. Right. right. How that works. uh, who the hell knows? Magically. Where, can... where, where, where did the leprechaun get magic
0: stroke powers? Like,
1: I'm gonna make your brain have a clot right about now.
0: <laughs> and surprisingly, that first part is, like, the good part of leprechaun.
1: I mean, that's, like,
0: the best part of leprechaun. Because once you get into the actual plot of, like, the, the main... Uh, for 1993, the present-day plot of Leprechaun. Ten years later. Yeah, ten years later. Um, it becomes really boring. Uh, we have to follow Jennifer Aniston's character, Victoria, as or, uh, yeah. Tori, yeah. as she moves into this new house in, not New Mexico, but North Dakota. God, what bad geography teacher <laughs> she must have had. Like. <laughs> then, uh, spend all my summer with my dad
1: and... My pick Dan in New Mexico, and he's like it's North Dakota. Not even clo- like not. To be if-
0: fair though, the the setting does kind of look like New Mexico or something along those lines. Oh. It doesn't really look like North Dakota to me, but is or what I imagine North Dakota to look like, but <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean to that's just in fairness to Tori because I I guess I get where she's coming from there. Oh. But um, so we follow her as she is a bitch and <laughs> complains a lot about the house that she's staying in, which is really, uh, I guess just for the summer,
1: which well, they that... don't even explain because yeah. like, de- her dad's never been there before either mm. because it's not like he's lived there or anything. Yeah. Cause Ed becomes a parent after Tori says she hates the place and the place is filled with cobwebs. So obviously he hasn't moved in there yet. No. And... And so it's, uh, it's just kind of like they don't explain yeah. why,
0: why are they out there why, you know, yeah, there's no real I mean they're just obviously I guess on vacation or something for the summer, but it doesn't
1: well like,
0: it doesn't make sense like you know. I,
1: I just decided we're gonna rent like this old f- beat up house where a man's wife died and guy had a stroke. that wasn't in the pamphlet of the renting of the place, <laughs> I guess not I mean comes with an
0: old crate in the basement. <laughs> Tarantulas running around. No, I don't know. I, I don't think they really thought that the whole thing through. There, I think. They, no, I know they didn't. But I'm just saying, like, it's just they're there for the sake of being there. Yeah, that's you know, that's, that's about it. It gets them there, and they've got a pretty little girl to run around and escape a leprechaun. So yeah. that's all they needed, really. Yeah. Uh. So. She meets the crew of painters that are painting this house for them. Three guys that paint. Three, that <laughs> three guys that paint is their name, is their official name. Uh, Which just
1: sums up the film brilliantly. They don't have the... Yeah, you know, yeah, like, it kind of makes sense cause they're just three guys. Granted, they're not even three guys. One of them is a boy mm. who is only, like, seven year, eight years old. It's not really like, three guys that paint. It's two guys and, like, child labor laws. yeah. Uh, and not only that, but it sums up the film so well, because they could have just had, like, a Williams painting and stuff, something generic like that, that would just, you know, just generic, no thought put in, into it, but this goes, like, the extra mile, like, well, fuck, we can't even think of something like that, just, what, what do they do, what's their business, I think eh, there's three guys that paint. Yeah. And it just sums up Leprechaun, like, you, no effort, just yeah. like,
0: three guys, this is a movie. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, you know, that's the script in general is really it's not trying to do anything. It's not even trying to be particularly entertaining throughout the first part of its, you know, it's the, the I mean, it, or even the entire part of the movie. Uh, it's really a very you wouldn't think, but it's a slow film throughout yeah. You know, it, at least it's first half, even more so. No, it's more like three quarters three of the film. Three quarters of the film, because, you know... Yeah. And it's not that good slow build, it's... No. It, it's, it's a really boring, like, like nothing's tedious. happening. We're watching these people as they stay at this house and paint stuff. It's te- tedious yeah. is the
1: exact word I would describe this
0: film's plot.
1: It's not like a good slow build, like we were are watching The Godfather... Two thousand and one, Space Odyssey, where it's like, okay, it's slowly building to something, but it's keeping you intrigued and like following what's going on. This is like, oh my, like it's my like my buddy Valentine that we watched last week. It's like, oh my god, get to the fucking point! Like uh-huh. you're, you're not doing anything, you're not building to something. We can tell you're not building to anything. Yeah.
0: So you need to make it more entertaining. They're not building to anything, and there's really no characterization. I mean, we get a couple of scenes. They're stereotyped. Every every
1: character in this film is basically a
0: stereotype.
1: Jennifer Aniston, she's your stereotypical L.A. bitch. Yep. Just, you know, she's, for lack of a better term, for the most part of this film, especially in her first, like, five minutes on screen, she's a cunt. She's a, you know, bratty cunt. She's like, this is dirty. I don't want to be here. You're my hick dad. Wah, wah, wah. And then, uh, Nathan, the f- guy who, her love interest, put that in air quotes, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Billy Ray Cyrus lookalike, he's just your stereotypical, you know, hunky guy, hunky guy lead, you know, and at some points it kind of seems like, you know, he's supposed to be a low rent Ash Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ozzy is, they make no pains to like, say like, oh, he's not slow. Like he's retarded. Yeah
0: and you know and they put whimsical music to it too like oh that's just
1: Ozzy. Yeah.
0: he's a fucking idiot i mean they don't yeah i mean they don't uh i would say that they're not like particularly judgmental about him being uh mentally retarded but they're also kind of making it into a joke where you're supposed to that's his whole character yeah, his whole his character is like you're you're laughing at him because he's mentally retarded and he doesn't be, he's not able to understand the things that he's doing that are, you know, other people find humorous. And not
1: only that, and then you got the kid. Uh, Alex. Alex. And he's your stereotypical, especially in the 90s, stereotypical, like, seven-year-old who's, like,
0: articulates really himself... Way too smart. And... Way
1: too well, and it's just, you know, that smarmy smart ass of a eight-year-old that... You don't ever see, but you only ever see in movies, and you nobody ever likes. Just like that fucking kid.
0: He's like he's like Danny Tamborelli in P and P, but not nowhere near as charismatic. No, trend. no, not as charismatic. But I'm saying like that's the same type of kid that you know Danny Tamborelli's P is. I know, but I,
1: like, I can't like I can't specifically name certain movies off the top of my head. But there's like a bunch of movies I remember watching as a kid in the '90s where you had like. Just these over-articulate, like, kids... Well, Home Alone is one. Well, yeah, you know. th- yeah, that's one, but, I mean, just, like... I think of, like, the Big Green, too, the the Disney soccer movie that came out after, like, the Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all the kids in that are, like, kind of, like, that age, and they're all, like, overly talkative and, like, articulate, and it's just, like... Yeah. It's like, ugh. Like, even like, like, if you're the kid watching this film, you're not know, going to be like, wow, I relate to that kid. You're probably like, what the fuck is he talking <laughs> yeah. about? Like, he, he even has a line in this film, like, when, uh, Tori's dad asks if they need any help, he's like, no, no, the insurance only covers for us to do the work. The liability insurance.
0: What eight-year-old, like, knows that? Like, what liability insurance says? He's one of the men that's painting, Yeah, so I know. No
1: guy. Yeah. <laughs> but. Like, in that, like, I know it's supposed to be like a joke, like, ha, 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 but it's not, it's not funny, it's more like... Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. It's just one of those, just, like, kind of facepalm type of moments where you're like, oh, you, this, it's one of those movies. Well, I think... Oh, another film I just thought of. Like, uh, Sixth Sense. Haley Joel Osment's character, he's not, like, a smartass, but he's, like, way too articulate for his age, too, and, like... Well,
0: that's because he's seen dead people and they talk to him about adulting stuff.
1: So he's just, like, automatically... So he knows
0: it now. He knows... If you talk to him about life insurance policies, he's, he knows. <laughs> he can walk you through. You know, should you sign a DNR? <laughs> but that's like what I'm talking about. Is like, is, I mean, in this
1: film, it's more like that smarmy smartass kid. But yeah. like it's, but that's one that I just well, thought of, like Haley Joel. Like he's like nine years old, and he's mm-hmm. like ridiculously articulate and like.
0: Well, spe- yeah. I mean, in speaking of like Pete and Pete... Nickelodeon would have a lot of those like smarmy, smart ass kids in the nineties, you know, and their live action shows. Like hey, those dude, yeah, Lone those in. are all the ones that were, you know, they're yeah. they're kind of you know, they have these thoughts that normal kids just wouldn't have. And that you could tell that that's that's coming from an adult who's trying to write as a kid yeah. and not very not not doing a very good like, job. Like man,
1: what like man, what you know, what would like be a smart thing for a kid to say? Yeah, and it's like
0: he wouldn't be talking about liability insurance. T- but that's the thing. I mean, Leprechaun is often trying to be a lot funnier than the script is. It's not a, I mean, it's not a smartly written script, and it's not very funny. Throughout much of it, I mean, there's only so many times you can see, you know, Warwick Davis, you know, grab somebody and make a, a stupid remark about it or, or talk about how they should give his gold back. I mean, it. it Mark Jones, who wrote and directed the film, I mean, he oh, cool. clearly, he just doesn't, he didn't, for this film at least, he did not have an, a good, solid idea here. This is like. And really, if this wasn't an R-rated movie, if you didn't have Jennifer Aniston slipping a, li- a, a couple fucks in there, and the violence as as um, high as it is, which really for the time period is—I mean, I guess for the time period was kind of violent, but for now it's, I mean, so, it's, it's like, really like over the top, though. Yeah, it's, it's over the, the top. Where it's like it is cartoony, but yeah, I mean, it, if it wasn't for that, this could be like a a, a one-episode thing of like, are you afraid of the dark? Because of, even of the cartoony nature of the um, the whimsical soundtrack, they all sound like mm-hmm. it came right out of, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? It was a bad Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. I yeah, it's a it bad one. It's not even, like, a really good or intriguing episode. And even then, like, at, at what, 22 minutes that uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark episode has, like, it would probably be sputtering in some moments to try to... F- have a, you know, an intriguing concept with it. Because there's just not that much you can do with this leprechaun who wants to get his gold back from some random people that really don't have the gold. They just happen to stumble upon it. Yeah. You know, there's just not that much to... And how it spawned, you know, six sequels or whatever it's gotten. You know, the the two official sequels, the, um, you know, leprechaun in the hood. That's not an official sequel. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it technically is, I guess, but it's, you know, it's not within a numeral. Um, You know, Leprechaun in the Hood and Back to the Hood and Leprechaun in Space, Leprechaun Origins. I mean, I think it's kind of astounding that someone was so taken with the concept (laughs) of the original Leprechaun, they are like, this is a goldmine. Well, see, see, see to
1: me, this film is, um, and I'm not a big fan of this film either, I think it's okay, but this film to me is like, somebody saw Child's Play, and then five, six years later thought, like, hey, we could do the same thing, but instead of having a doll, it would be a fucking leprechaun.
0: Yeah. And
1: because it's trying to have, I mean, I know a lot of slasher films at the time were kind of adding, you know, getting campier and campier and campier, but this has that Child's Play camp on it, but none of the scares, and it's not nearly
0: as smart. No. And I think, you know, in mentioning that as well, I think that, um, the Charles band productions were like a big, uh, part of like what this would be influenced by as well. So we're talking like pre full moon productions. There was like, um, ghoulies and some of his other productions that had, you know, puppeteering in it. And that's a lot of what leprechaun feels like. And even with those Charles Band pictures, only some of them were actually, um, good or even considered like an okay film. Um, and so you're taking a concept that really only sometimes worked within that, within the 80s when, you know, Ghoulies and some of the other puppet movies came out and, um, you're trying to make that concept into another film that now involves the Leprechaun. It doesn't always work. And and, in Leprechaun, I really don't think it does. It's been a long time since I've seen like Leprechaun two and three. Um, I don't really remember them that well, but I, I feel like from what I remember, the same problems really plague those films as well. There's just I'm, not enough content within. I mean, I can't. I like. I like. I said. I watched them like kind of back to back. back So I
1: can't. For some reason, this one stuck out more than the other two. But if I were to imagine uh, what they'd be like, it'd probably be just campier and campier. Yeah. Because that's kind of <clears throat> as the layman to horror and slasher films. It seems like that's the trend. Like a like, where can a serious horror slasher film go from the first? Well, it's just got to get campier and campier. If Camp, you know, right?
0: Yeah, what, you don't ever
1: see them get more serious. It's no. like, well, how do we, you know? And then it just becomes a parody of itself, and which I'm sure is probably what Leprechaun Back in the Hood is, and to the Hood, it's probably like it's a parody now. Leprechaun
0: in the Hood is is really terrible, and I think. It, again, it has the same sort of issues. There's not very much... Uh, it, it explores three guys who, like, are supposed to be committing some sort of... I think it's so that they can be in a gang, you know, so they have to do their They're initiation. In. And then they, like, get the gold or something. It's been a while since I watched that one as well. But, yeah, I mean, it, it suffers from the same thing. I mean, how much can you really do with a character like Leprechaun who... It's not even like... I mean, he has one sole purpose, and that's to get his gold back. There's and they don't, nothing... They, they
1: don't ever, eat in this film, either really establish what Leprechaun can and can't do. Like, Mm-mm. he's supposed to be a mythical, magical, like, fairy-like creature. They don't really explain what his powers are. Like, I mean, I'm not... I'm an American... And so are you. So it's, like, I don't know too much about, like, the great in-depthness
0: of the leprechaun lore. It's not something... Well, yeah, and I don't think it really follows it and and that, But, I mean,
1: like, it's kind of like, oh, it's not like... I mean, like, to us, like, the leprechaun lore, like, it's just, like, it's, it's a ster- it's, it's a stereotype of, like, you know, of Irish people. But not only like that, like, when people think of, like, leprechauns, like, oh, it's just, like, they have a pot of golden rainbows and that's it. Yeah. You know? Um, it's not, like, as... What the public would perceive as like in depth, this is like a werewolf or a vampire. It's like, well, you know, they can do this, 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 and this, and they're, you know, they're, they're they, you know, like a vampire's weakness is like garlic and a cross and silver. So this film, you know, most people don't have like an in depth knowledge of like leprechaun. So if you're gonna go off the leprechaun thing, you should kind of establish like rules of like what this creature can and can't do. It's just, but they don't though. They just jump in like, oh, he throws his voice and he can warp it this time, and like, but his gold gives him power.
0: But the four leaf clover is like his, which it, I I don't understand the four leaf clover thing because really, don't they go hand in hand? Don't four leaf clovers and leprechauns like go together? Well, like I said, that's like <laughs> that's like
1: we're like because most people again like are like us. They're not gonna know like the in depth lore of like a leprechaun. It's not yeah. it's not something that's like. People know what leprechauns are, but, like, it's just, like I said, it's just gold and and rainbows. It's not, Mm -hmm. like, as in-depth and, like, genre-spanning as something like a vampire, werewolf, zombies, mummies. So I think this film, that's one of the big parts it fails in, like, yes, people know what leprechauns are, but they may not know, like, the myths and the lore as much, so you could have, I mean, what, you could have done whatever you want, basically,
0: yeah, but if you're gonna do that, you have to actually have you have to rules, you right? have to
1: explain it and like make like the like the rules kind of set right off the beginning, like instead of like just having all this stuff just kind of thrown at the viewers, so
0: they're like, what? He can do this. He can do that. Like, yeah, you really. And I don't think it it doesn't take the time to do that. And it really seems like he can do whatever he wants most of the time. You know, he can warp, he can throw his voice. But then once after, you know, after the beginning of the film, he doesn't throw his voice at all. Really, I mean, just in a couple of key scenes. But the the thing of it is, is that when you watch Leprechaun and you see everything that he can do, it should be really easy for him to get his gold back. And he should be able to just, if he knows where the gold is, he should be able to just warp to it and get it. You know, I don't understand the whole concept of having to chase it down and not and not kill the guy that actually has the final gold piece that he's looking for. There's just so many things that... Why not?
1: Well, to point that out, Like uh, when you find out, because like, they give him his gold back, and he finds out out of the 100 gold coins, he's missing one. And he finds out that one of the gold coins is Ozzy's stomach, because Ozzy's an idiot. <laughs> he ate the gold coin. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get your, you know, your stomach's going to be my reward. And what does he do? He doesn't rip his stomach out. He sits there and tries cutting him with a, his belt buckle on his face. And as we've seen in the film already, he's got superhuman strength. So he should be able to just, you know, shove his hand into the guy's stomach and rip it out. Yeah. would have, you know, done. Yeah, You know, move on. But You can even uh, reach his hand through a phone. Yeah. He can, yeah, like, like it's Freddy Krueger. Like it's like he's, Freddy. Yeah. He, and... You see him, like, earlier, like, the police officer, he rips, like, his eye out, and obviously he can do stuff like that, so, but it's like, nah, he just, he's gonna come with the belt buckle, cause he's, he's sinister.
0: Oh, yeah. That's how much it made us yawn, made us tired, (laughs) made us sleepy, cause we were watching it and just kind of thinking, like, is this over yet? You know, it just kind of drags on and
1: on. Well, like, to compare it to My Bloody Valentine, I mean, it's... It's w- one of those films where I was like, "When the fuck is this thing gonna end?" Because
0: it doesn't need to be as long as it is. It's, no, it, this film should not have been an hour. And do a you end. think seventy minutes? It <laughs> has to be a full length film. It could have been an hour.
1: <laughs> I actually, you know what? I actually think, going off like the "Are You Afraid of the Dark" thing, I think would if it was if it was gonna be like an "Are You Afraid of the Dark" episode, but like say like, for adults. So like say like a tales 20, from the crypt tales from the crypt. At generous, give it 45 minutes. And what you could have done was you could have fleshed out that 15-minute opening a bit more of, like, showing the guy go to Ireland for his mother's funeral and, like, how he ran into the leprechaun and all that and him coming back. Yeah. And his encounter with the leprechaun established the rules of what the leprechaun, you know, is and can do. And then had the second half of that episode, so the next, you know, 22 minutes be about, like, the new family there, and them having to deal with the Leprechaun.
0: You know, I think it's actually... I think you're on the right track with that, is that they tried to put in, like, the teenage angst of uh, slasher films uh, and, well, and hap- stuff it into this film. Because, really, what would have been more interesting is if we did see um, that adult in Ireland and him trying to steal the gold the first time, it would have... First, yes, you're right, set a precedent for what Leprechaun can do. But it would also have kind of given us, as a viewer, the backstory that we needed to go off of with the gold and to see a more action-oriented story, whereas what Leprechaun is is a, a film that has people waiting around for the Leprechaun to come and get them. If you were watching it from the opposite perspective of a man who's trying to track down Leprechaun, it would have been a lot more interesting and more action-oriented. But I think, yeah, trying to adhere to those slasher tropes while um, sticking someone like Jennifer Aniston into this and, and trying to make a story around them, it just doesn't work that well. Yeah, okay, no, I
1: agree. I like, like I said, I think definitely would have benefited from trimming. And I, and I know from... You know, reading online, it was supposed to be a more serious film, too, but Warwick Davis kind of camped it up. and Yeah.
0: And, I mean, it's very campy from everybody, and I don't, I don't you know, I don't believe that it was just Warwick Davis. No, I don't, it, I, don't I don't, I don't, I, I, I,
1: I don't either, because even if this is, was played straight. Yeah, no. And, and, I, and it can't be. It would, it, it, it'd be like, it'd be like Child's Play, it'd yeah. be like, how can you take a murderous doll... If it was played straight, you know, seriously. Well, you can't, because if any smart person, oh, no, this doll's coming at me with a knife, just, you're an adult, you can just, you know... Kick it away. Yeah, just be get the fuck away. Yeah. It's the same thing with leprechaun. If it was
0: played straight, you'd be like, oh, no, that's cute. This, Well, yeah, and I think the biggest thing would be that they would need to cut almost every... Uh, bit of dialogue from Leprechaun. I mean, have him say nothing. Except maybe, like... Yeah, I'm, like, in, like I want my gold. Yeah, but in key, in key moments, yeah. that I constantly yeah. rush <laughs> out, like, I want me gold! <laughs> I know, like he's in a Lucky Charms commercial. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, well, that's what I was thinking of, is like the Austin Powers bit with yeah. Seamus, and his, and Dr. Ewell's explaining his Lucky Charms, like, Scott Yard would love to have those Lucky Charms of his. He's like, yeah, they're always after me Lucky Charms! And then you just got Frau laughing in the background. He's like, "What?" Why well, does always laugh when I say that? <laughs> have to be Lucky Charms. That's basically what this, what Warwick Davis is in this film. He's like, "I want me gold.
0: I want me gold." Yeah, I think that they would have to have taken out like literally every single Leprechaun moment where he's where he speaks and have him on the outskirts of what the film shows us. So really not even a direct look at him because when you get a direct look at leprechaun himself his outfit is totally campy too it's, it's, not. <laughs> it's campy and you know you're playing with a fairy tale mythology that has been taught to even young children that there's a leprechaun at the end of the rainbow and they have lucky charms and you know you 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 don't have The sort of scariness that you need when you're... You think of a leprechaun. Yeah, when you think of a leprechaun. And and the, the costuming for this leprechaun in the film doesn't really do that for you either. So you would need to really take the footage out... Of you know Leprechaun himself, and just keep him on the outskirts of the film. But you would also need the characters to not act like total idiots, like shooting a shotgun into clearly empty bushes. Yeah, I got five him or si- six times. I got him.
1: I shot him six times. I just something. No, you shot a bush six
0: times. Yeah. That that poor rhubarb bush is probably like, what did I do to you? I know. I mean, you would need the characters to not be dumb too. I would love to see like somebody do a super cut of this. Like, really cut most of the shit out of it and just see if they could create something a little bit scarier with, like, five or ten minutes of footage from the well, film they'd, itself. And they'd have to do a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm you'd, sure they would. you would have
1: to redo the entire score... Yes, like, the <laughs> score itself
0: would need to be really redone as well, because, you know, you've got that little whimsical, cool, like, all All that was
1: missing was, like, your, like, stereotypical, like, Irish music, like, you know, like a pan flute and, oh, yeah. you know, like, like, they're on the fucking Titanic when Rose and, uh, Jack are down on the bottom
0: of the ship dancing around. Yeah.
1: It's a like a little it.
0: jig. <laughs> yeah. But... I don't know if it can be done. I don't know if it could, the, a super cup could be done with, with what you have to offer, uh, within the, what, what the film has itself. But I mean, thinking about what the other films have, Leprechaun two and three, and like I said, it's been a while since I've seen them. It's more of the same. I, honestly, I think that the idea and the, the poster artwork for Leprechaun and the, the, the films that come after it is better than what you eventually get. I mean, yeah, I remember seeing like all of the box art for leprechaun films when my dad owned the video store. So he had all the VHS of at that time, it would have been leprechaun one, two, and three. And, um, the box art looks really cool. And looking at it on IMDB, you do get like the sense that there's some, like, it's actually kind of a scary film. It reminds me of troll Two, though. It does,
1: yeah. Well, if you look at, like, the box art and, like, the lettering and stuff, it totally reminds me of, like, Troll 2.
0: But I'm looking at, like, you know, Leprechaun 2, which has a pretty... I, I think it has a pretty cool box... It has pretty cool box art to it. Um, you know, seeing him holding, it, like, a candle with the city in the background, and he's kind of mostly draped in darkness. I think it's a little bit creepier than what you eventually do get with the film, because it's... Super campy. I I mean, Leprechaun has now become known for its campiness. It's not known for being like, yeah, this is a really scary horror film, or you know, this is even a good film. It's not known for being a good film. It's known for being like a really campy film that's not as bad as Troll Two, but you know, it's pushing that. But
1: see, but see, that's where like the problem is. It's campy and awful. But not fun. But it's not entertaining. Like Troll 2 is campy and awful and terrible. But when you watch it, it, because it's such a campy, terrible mess, and just the way it's directed and what's going on and the acting, you you can be entertained by. It. Like, how can you not be entertained by the terrible acting in that film and like just like love watching like the dad be like, "I won't let you piss on hospitality." There's no moments in like Leprechaun like this. No, there no nothing, any. nothing like that. That would make you go like, that would make you be like endeared to like the bad acting or the bad story. It's just bland all around. And that, like, again, if you're gonna be a bad film and you want to be like, you know, entertaining to most people, you have to be so bad that it's that it's humorous. And then this because because because
0: if it's not then it's just a bad boring dull film it didn't it is dull this film is dull and and I remember that coming into it I remembered that it was dull the last time I watched it it's I don't I I, even... I just
1: didn't remember it being ninety minutes long yeah
0: like like just I
1: I remember most things from this film but like the pacing it's just like I do not remember it being that slow. And just watching it now, it's just even more obvious. It's like it feel it feels like you're watching Sergio Leone's uh, "Once Upon a Time in America's" director's cut of like four hours.
0: I think the other thing that it really doesn't do is embrace any of its Irish roots at all, which would have made it at least a little bit more enjoyable to yeah. s- to have some sort of
1: like relation
0: it, to its actual if you're mythology. Be like,
1: if you're gonna be like stereotypical and like of, like, the leprechaun when he's, like, dancing around in shining shoes because he's, you know, cobbler by trade is what the myth is. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be stereotypical, but play like a stereotypical Irish jig to, like, you know, camp it up that even for, like, yeah, we're going full ham here. Yeah. If, but the film doesn't bother doing that, so it's just, it's just wasted. I know.
0: It's unfortunate because... I do think that there could have been something more with Leprechaun. I think, you know, if if they hadn't squandered this initial outing, we could have had something more. We could have maybe some better sequels. But, you know, there was some outrage when Leprechaun Origins was released. Like, you're doing the original films a disservice by releasing Origins. It's like, what kind of disservice can you well, really do to a apparently
1: America? Origins is really bad.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it is. Like, I mean, really bad. It's like, it's not even like a campy film. It's supposed to be like a taken It series. is a serious film, yeah. Well, I mean, like, what kind of damage can you really do to Leprechaun? The original. I mean, it's already, do- it already does it to itself. So what, what damage are you going to do? I'm
1: just curious, because it is a cult film. It's just, to me, like, I can't
0: find where, like... Like, where the fascination with it was Yeah. I,
1: at least with, like... Is it
0: like w- Warwick Davis himself? I I don't really know. Like, because, I mean,
1: I just, like, at least, like, the original My Bloody Valentine, I can see it. It's not, like, a perfect film, but it does enough things right, and it's entertaining enough to where, like, it's not going to hit, like, a mainstream nerve, but it's going to be enjoyable to some. Like, this film, I don't see how, it's. Not, this isn't like Troll 2 or The Room. It's not and so bad and so campy that, you know, you can find it to be enjoyable. It's a very bland film. Yeah. So I like to me, it's just hard to find like where where like I would have to like look up online to see what other people say say and see like where they're finding the enjoyment of this film from because I I got I just no, don't see it
0: no enjoyment from this film at all. So out of like ten four leaf clovers, what would you give Leprechaun? It's a standard three leaf clover. <laughs> and you were saying that it's probably about the same for it's, enjoyment as My Bloody Valentine's three a li- slightly more uh, better than my blood. I wasn't as bored, but th- it was damn close. Yeah, because, I mean, this one definitely has far less kills and gore in it. I mean, it's really about watching four people that you don't like very much to try to avoid They just, a they, just they, that. They, they all have, like, you know, just generic characterizations.
1: There's no character growth. They're just, you know, they're just archetypes, cutouts. A have an uninteresting villain because they don't give you like any. They say there's rules, but they don't ever explain to you what the rules are really. Huh. And this, the story is a jumbled mess and
0: yeah,
1: of nothing. Which is it's funny that the story is a jumbled mess, but it's like there's really nothing to
0: the story. So it's like, how did you jumble this up? How is it not? Yeah. How is it not more coherent? I would probably give it five. Five. I. I. You're being way too generous. <laughs> Five four leaf clovers. What did I give my bloody valentine three D? I think a four. Yeah, so probably five. <laughs> you don't like that rating. No, I don't I don't at all. You don't agree with it's it. it's I'd probably give it a five. I like I, I, I mean it only goes downhill from here for with like Leprechaun in the hood. I would definitely say I would probably give that one a four or a three. See, that, though, to me, sounds like that could be so, like fun, ba- like,
1: so bad that I could it, kind of enjoy that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad, so you might be able to enjoy
1: just, it. Just because, like, I, I even remember as a kid, like, when I was, like, 13, like, walking around Video World and, like, seeing they had, like, for the VHS art, for Leprechaun the Hood, just feel like, they made a Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah. This is, this is where that film franchise, I haven't seen it since Leprechaun, this is what they're coming out with now. He's in... Not in the hood. In the hood. In the hood. It's modern day, like black exploitation. Basically, it's yeah. I don't think I've seen in space. I don't think I saw it. Oh, well, they did they make Leprechaun space? I they they saw Jason Ten. Like, we'll they put Jason in space. So we yeah, gotta, pretty, probably. Got gotta, you know, that went so well. We gotta yeah. put. <laughs> gotta put Warwick Davis in space now. <laughs> That's right. But. I mean, I imagine it gets worse, but at the same time, yeah. I almost feel like... It might get better as it gets worse. Yeah, and, the, and not only that, but it's just like, even if it does get worse, it's like, it's not gonna make the original film any
0: fucking better. Yeah, that's true too. You won't find any more redeeming qualities in it, regardless, so... I don't know. Well, if you don't have anything else to add about Leprechaun, we had so much fun with this tonight's... Maybe we, you know the next podcast that we do, we got to do something a little bit more fun that we actually enjoy watching or something because the past this is becoming taxing. Yeah, the past two have been very taxing on us. It's two weeks in a row where we've sat and just looked at each other like Jesus. How long does this have left? So maybe we're gonna review
1: RoboCop the we, remake. Next. Oh
0: god, yeah, yes. Next time we got to do something that we actually like, kind of enjoy. Or at least one of us enjoys. I don't know what it's going to be. What's it going to be? I don't know. We'll have to come up with something nice. We'll come up with something good that we can actually
1: enjoy. I got I got one in mind, but... And maybe... I gotta make sure I get the... Make sure I get
0: it. Okay. We'll make sure that we actually kind of enjoy it, and we don't have things to say like, I didn't like it at all, I and mean, I don't really have much to say about it. <laughs> For an hour that we talked, so... Um, we will probably be back like next week, maybe or the we week after. Um, so, you know, make sure you uh, you stay tuned in and uh, subscribe to us on either iTunes or uh, SoundCloud. We're at uh, SoundCloud.com/slash Blood, and then it's hyphen Black and hyphen Black hyphen Rum. Uh, so that's we're on SoundCloud. Our, our posts go up on SoundCloud first, and then the RSS feed, we'll put them on iTunes. Normally, that's about a day later. So if you subscribe on iTunes, which we hope you do, um, then you'll see it a day later. Uh, give us a review and, and let us know what you're liking about it and what you don't like, and then we'll try to change things so that you like it a little bit more. Um, also, you can add us on Facebook. Uh, we're Blood and Black Rum Podcast there. And uh, we normally post some updates as to our latest episodes. So um, you'll always get an update for our new episodes that are out. Uh, we're also up on um, Spreaker and uh, Stitcher. So both of those we, I don't really pay much attention to. Um, but our RSS feed does uh, automatically go to those. So, um, you can also listen to us on that if you use it. Um, you can tweet us on Twitter. Um, I'm at R-Y-N-E-T-M-I-A-D-W. Um, so we don't have a specified Blood and Black Rum podcast Twitter account. It's basically mine, but, um... You know, you can tweet us and, and I will, uh, respond back to you. And then finally you can email us at blood and black rum podcast at gmail.com. We're always taking suggestions for new movies that you want to see covered or anything else really that you want to see covered, uh, or any feedback on what you like and don't like about the show. So, uh, let us know. And we're always willing and, uh, open to change. So we can, we can do what you want to hear. Um, Thanks for listening to us. Uh, We will be back in a week or two with a new episode, hopefully with a film that we like a little bit more, one that we can enjoy at least. Thanks for listening. uh, And how about happily Oh my god. That was was a good one, right? That's good, right? It's good. Thanks for listening.